greet all of you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, we are happy to see you in the house of the Lord. Amen. How many say Pindukulumi? Speak to us again, Lord. Amen. His voice does make all the difference. Amen. Let's just go to uh, the book of John. Uh, John will read from verse 12. John 12, verse 12. That's where we'll read from until verse 19. John 12. Verse 12. Or what Johannes is at twelve or verse twelve. We found it written this manner. <clears throat> Says on the next day much people that were come to that feast, when they heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. Took branches of palm trees and went forth to meet him and cried, Hosanna, blessed is the king of Israel that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna, and Jesus, when he had found a young ass, sat thereon as it is written. Fear not, daughter of Zion, behold, thy king cometh sitting on an ass called. These things understood not his disciples at the first, but when Jesus was glorified, then remembered they that these things were written of him, and that they had done these things unto him. As we pray, most gracious Heavenly Father, this morning we have just read a portion of the scripture and we believe that we have come here just to say Hosanna to the King of Heaven. Lord, you deserve all the praises, dear God. Lord, we would not mind to spend eternity just worshipping you. Amen. Because you are such a great God, Amen. such a loving God, such a merciful God. Amen. And every time when we look at your mercy, we look at your love, it just boggles our mind that what did we do to deserve such unmerited grace? Amen. All of us the year, including myself, this morning as a minister, we could have been in the world and being absorbed by the world. But the reason we are not there is not because we know better. Amen. It is because of your grace, dear God. Amen. 
that your voice was spoken in the last days and there was something in us to respond to that voice. That is why a poet says, I'm only in this message by grace. Let it not be forgotten by each and every one of us that we are only in this message by grace. It is not our works, it's not what we have done, but it's what you have done. And this morning we can say, Lord, we are very much thankful, dear God. That is why we have come here just to give a total surrender to the word so that when we leave from this place, help us to be the products of this word, that whatever we are going to hear here, let it not be something that we just hear on Sunday, but let it be something that can manifest throughout the days in our lives. And especially in the end time, there is a dire need for the people that can come forth and be a good representatives or good ambassadors of this message, dear God. Amen. And I believe we've got every material to be the right ambassadors. Amen. If there is anyone that is sick and afflicted in the building, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, touch them and make them whole. Amen. Not only that, dear God, if there is somebody that has got a, a problem that they deemed it to be insurmountable, but by the grace of God, I'm bringing it under the blood this morning. Amen. And when we leave this place, everyone should rejoice in their hearts and say, God is not a historical God, yes. but is the present tense God. Because that's exactly what Amen. you said to Moses. says, I am that I am, Amen. meaning that you are the ever-present tense God. Amen. And this morning, every one of us, help us to acknowledge your presence, dear God. It will be a tragedy for one to be in your presence, and leave your presence and recognizing your presence, dear God. As the somebody says, as you do for others, do for me, dear God. Pass me not a gentle Savior. As we commit everything to you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. While you take your seats. Amen. Now, this morning we... We just want to say, what is the attraction? Amen. Simple as that. What is the attraction? Amen. Uh, because here where we have read, it's a, a John chapter 12, it's, a, it's quite an eventful scripture. It was uh, their preparation for Passover. And not only a preparation for a Passover, uh, but it was as well immediately after the resurrection of Lazarus. And then after that, it was as well the, 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 the Pharisees and the scribes, uh, they were there trying to, they were talking among themselves that they need to put Lazarus to, to death. Because many of people, as a result of uh, the resurrection of Lazarus, 
they started following Jesus. And only, not only that, uh, immediately after this great uh, stay, they, they, the intellectuals, the learned from the Greeks, uh, they as well came and said, Sir, would we, we would like to see Jesus. But I want to speak about this uh, attraction. Amen. Uh, the prophet of God says, whenever God fulfills the prophecy, there is, it always causes a stir amongst the people. It always creates an attraction of some sort. And this day, it was, a, it was very ironic. Uh, actually, when you go and read in the scriptures, and really come to understand what's and, and as meant in the scriptures, the S, a donkey, what it meant in the scriptures, uh, actually, uh, and as it was, it was a, a filthy animal that was not uh, any way that was supposed to be allowed anywhere near the temple. Hallelujah. But on this great day, we see Jesus coming on top of a, a, a filthy animal, and he's going marching towards the temple, and it, it creates it such a stay. Hallelujah. I can tell you anything that is unworthy as long as Jesus comes into that thing. It becomes worthy. Uh, hope we are together. Now, on this day, we see we see him uh, going towards the temple, and as a result, there was a there was a a great noise that was taking place in the streets. It created a, such a commotion. The Bible says they took branches of palm trees and went forth to meet him and cried, Hosanna, blessed is the king of Israel, that cometh in the name of the Lord. And when Jesus had found the earth, set thereon as it is written, Fear not, daughter of Zion, behold, thy king cometh sitting on an ass called. The Bible says these things understood not his disciples at the first, but when Jesus was glorified, then remembered they that these things were written of him, that they had done these things unto him. Amen. What on this day, 
When Jesus was on that donkey and marching to Jerusalem, it created such a, an excitement amongst the people. It created a, a stay amongst the people. The prophet said that some they came because they were just curious. Because it drew the mixed multitudes. Some they came out of the curiosity. But some they came because they understood what was going on. Some they remembered the prophecy. Some they didn't remember the prophecy. Some were prevented by their traditions from seeing what was happening. But what was happening, the prophet says, what was the matter with those scribes? What was the matter with those priests? What was the matter with those religious people? This was written 487 years before it happened by a vindicated prophet. It was already put into writing and called to the Bible or the scrolls of the Old Testament. Why couldn't they see that, uh, that a prophecy is being fulfilled? The same reason they can't see it today. They have taken the word of God and made it of none effective to the people. By teaching for traditions or for doctrines, the traditions of men. If scribes, preachers, and ministers and spiritual men, so-called anointed ones, would only read the Bible, they wouldn't be wondering what was taking place. They would know what it is, that it was God fulfilling his way. And the prophet said, that was the, what was the attraction all about. That's why the people came frantic, frantically screaming, pulling off palm trees of the leaves, pulling palm leaves of the trees, throwing them in their clothes in the road, and screaming, Hosanna to the son of David that cometh in the name of the Lord. Now, well, other people were saying Hosanna. Well, other people knew his identity. But amongst the crowds, there were those that were murmuring, Who is he? What, what is this? What is happening? What is the meaning of this whole thing? But the predestinated seeds, they were screaming at the top of their voices because what had been written some ages ago was now becoming tangible, was now becoming material, and they raised their hands and said, Hosanna. While other people were not wondering as to who is this, and he was coming down the hill, and, and the prophet said it brought out the make-believers. It brought out the believers. It brought out the unbelievers. Because what was happening 
a prophecy was being fulfilled. When a prophecy is being fulfilled, it is becoming attractive to all souls. But I tell you, the main attraction within those attractions, you had to know him. And the people that were privileged is those that knew who he was. Brother Bram says, God, then what was he doing? What was that attraction up there on the hill? I'm on the message, what is the attraction on the mountain? It's God making history. God fulfilling prophecy. That always causes an attraction. It brings all the critics up. The vultures of this morning's message and the eagles also they come out together to find out what's going on some coming for curiosity some coming to find fault some coming to criticize and this one I can say if you have come to find something to criticize there's plenty that you can find and if you have come to be blessed you will be blessed actually this morning what was the outcome of the service will be dependent on your expectation if you are expecting to be blessed I can tell you you are going to be blessed and if you are coming here to be healed you are going to be healed and if you are coming here for your faith to be energized is going to be energized but it depends what you came out for because it will happen according to the level of your expectation then all the counts kinds gathered there it was a, a simple it was a simple scene he is a man that is coming on a donkey and as he was coming down the hill going towards Jerusalem everybody saying hallelujah there was excitement they took off their clothes they put them on the road they took out they took the palm leaves of the trees and they put them there and then now the scribes were wondering the Pharisees were wondering what is the main attraction about this thing who is this man that is on the donkey what are his credentials Where does he, which group does he belong to but I tell you the predestinated ones were there they did not care which group he belonged to because they knew which group he belonged to he belonged to that heavenly group that came onto the earth they knew exactly who he was that's why they could call him a messiah that's why they could call him the son of David but while the others were looking the picture was contradictory if he was the Messiah. He would know that he was not supposed to be on a filthy animal like a donkey. But the others were there. And they knew that if he is the Messiah, he must get on something filthy and make it clean. It depends when you look at him what you see. Now when he was coming there, and if you would understand why he got onto the animal that was despised in Israel. 
Israel. That was not supposed to come anywhere near the place of worship. Then, but he came unto it. And as long as he was on top of it, the animal was worthy to go to the temple. The Gentiles were not worthy to worship God. They worshipped their God. But in the end time, we see another measure attraction. We see the Messiah coming onto another creation that was unworthy. That was not supposed to come anywhere near the place of worship. What was that creation? It was a gentle prophet. And when he came unto him, the prophet that was not worthy, then he became worthy, even to break the seal. What is the attraction? On the, on, on the mountain, it was God fulfilling his will. And when God fulfills his will, it confuses the mixed multitude. But it excites the believer. A believer is excited to see the word of God being fulfilled. That was a measure attraction as he was coming down there. So in the Bible, you have had measure attraction. There was a one measure attraction where a man was walking, where he was just a refugee. He was just a wanderer. He ran from a mighty army. An army such as Egypt. But as he was going there, on the backside of the desert, where he was alone, where he was taken out of the crowd, it's amazing what God can do with you when he is ready to use you. He takes you out of the crowd. He takes you out of the popular thinking. He takes you out of the people that pat you on the back. God isolates you before he uses you. And Moses was isolated. He was never understood. The people thought he was in the right track towards the throne. But when a revelation strikes you, it makes you to forget the convenient way. He could have become a king much easier. But when the revelation struck him, and he was wearing a royal robe, and he was in the palace, he let go of the palace. He let go of the royal robe and followed to the calling. That's what the revelation will do. It will make you to do extraordinary things. Because the prophet of God says when the supernatural comes in you get away from your thinking. The moment God strikes you with the revelation you do things that your family would never understand. You do things that your church would never understand. Because why God is calling you and when he was isolated there, and before God uses you, he projects you as somebody who has wasted an opportunity. Moses looked like somebody that wasted an opportunity. He was there running. He didn't know where the next meal would come from. 
But as he was there, God took him out. So in order to go so that he can meet him and have a personal encounter with him. And Moses, when he met God, it was not a crowd. He was there walking. Then he sees a, a tree. It was burning without burning. It sounds like an oxymoron, but that's what was happening. The fire was coming off the tree, but the tree was not burning the fire. And right there, that was God in the vision. Amen. Catching the attention of Moses. Then he came there to investigate what is happening. And the voice spoke to him. Take off your shoes. You are standing on holy ground. And when he took off his shoes, God began to speak to him. If you have ever met somebody whom God has spoken to personally, no one will convince them otherwise. When Moses met God, he was alone. He received that calling alone. Take off your shoes. You are standing on holy ground. I want you to send you back to the land of Israel, to the land of Egypt, to go and release my children from the bondage. And Moses stood there. Because when you are in the presence of the Lord, pride goes out. Your eye, eye goes out. When he stood there, he realized that I'm nothing. But God is interested in people that deem themselves to be nothing because he will make something out of them. Moses began to give the excuse. My speech is not right. God said I'm not interested in your speech. Moses spoke this and that. Don't you think that God knew the weakness of Moses before he called him? This morning, whatever you use, say, who am I? I'm this and that. Don't you think God knew about it before he called you? If it was an issue, you would have never come your way. Your speech, God was not interested in it. His intelligence, he was not interested in it. And when he came there, then he came in the supernatural side. He came in the supernatural vindication. Moses, that was a coward, when he became, he came into the presence of the Lord, he became a courageous man. It amazes me what God's presence can do to a believer. You come into that presence as a nobody, but you live as somebody. You come into that presence as a fearful somebody, but you live with courage. You can never be in the presence of the Lord and remain the same. It will change you. Moses was there. Then he became courageous. And what is the attraction when we see an old man that faces the mighty army of the time just with a stick God will make you do ridiculous things. It never made sense. But Moses knew who he was. He knew he was with. And this morning I say to you, I don't care how 
On top of a Mount Olive came a little white donkey. Hallelujah. History was being made. Prophecy was being fulfilled. Amen. I don't know whether the aircon are on or hot, but winter is long gone. Amen. If you've got a fan, you can help us with it. Amen. still believe that we still have winter. It's all in the mind. <laughs> Paragraph 5-0, still in the message, what is the attraction? What is the attraction, 5-0? History was being made. Prophecy was being fulfilled. Salvation to the world was arriving. The great day that all the prophets had looked forward to. All that was in the grave was waiting for that day. Think of it. 
all that had died, all the rushes of the blood of the mightiest, and the prophets, it was, a, it was what they had always expected. Then the prophet speaks about another attraction. When Elijah came and brought a showdown against the prophets of Baal on Mount and it brought them into a showdown and say, if God is God, let him be worshipped. But if your God are the real God, let them be worshipped. But here's a test. Whoever puts it, he put up a, a, a sacrifice and put up the woods there and even pour water on them and says, let the God that will rain fire from heaven let him be the one that shall be worshipped. Never ever be afraid when God brings a showdown. He will emerge victorious all times. If he starts it, he will finish it. If he starts a showdown, he will come out victorious. If he starts a battle, he will come out victorious. Just, just relax. But have confidence in his way. Now when he was there, he said, whoever reigns fire from heaven, let him be the one that will be worshipped. And right there, he gave them time. And say, worship your God. You call them in the manner that you want to call them. They cut themselves. They performed their rituals. But Elijah was there relaxing. When a man knows that God is on his side, he relaxes. Elijah was not panicking. He was sure of his calling. He even made a mockery of them and said, No, maybe your gods are sleeping. And he waited until they had worshipped their gods until they had, they had failed towards the evening time. Then he rose up. And when he rose up, then he began to call the genuine God. And when he called the genuine God, God responded to the call. And when the fire came down, they had to acknowledge that he is the God that must be worshipped. And Elijah went after the prophets and killed those prophets because why? It brought courage in him. There was another attraction on Pentecost. At Pentecost, they were told to go there and wait for, for days. And 120 of them. And they were told that God will come down in the form of the Holy Ghost and he will indwell them. They waited there. The first day it never came. The second day it never came. But when the day came, they were full of power. And they came out. And as they were coming out, as they were preaching, men that were there, they heard them in their own language. If they spoke Hebrew, the Greeks understood. 
Greek were called. All of them they understood. And the people that were there. And they said these men are drunk. That's what the fulfillment of the prophecy will do. When you get excited about it. And the people say you are drunk. And they looked at them. And as these men are drunk. And Peter came. As the spokesperson of heaven. And said this is that. What was that? The prophets that came through Jewel. They said I will fill up the whole flesh with my spirit. He said this man are not drunk. But it is a fulfillment of a prophecy. Hallelujah. That Jesus. That God has made both Lord. And the Savior the Messiah. You have crucified him. And he began to preach. And he pricked in their hearts. And they say, men and brethren, what must we do? He says, repent and be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. What was an attraction? It was God fulfilling his word. There was another attraction on Mount Sunset. There was a prophet there. God confirming his way. That's what all the noise is about. Notice, is God fulfilling his promised word again? Revelation chapter 10, verse, seven, verse 1 to 7. In the days of the sounding of the seventh angel's message, the mystery of God should be finished. The hidden mysteries of revelation in Revelation chapter 10 the last message to that last church age fulfills exactly in this age the day when the son of man shall be revealed listen to what the prophet says in the message standing in the care he says well 
Paragraph 80. Paragraph 80. Well, well, it happens to be that at the least, at least one man is present this morning who was standing there when it happened. When those angels came, it actually shook the rocks of the mountain. We find out that during that time, I saw seven angels in a form of a pyramid that swept it down and picked me up and I was brought East to open the seven seals for the God. Wasn't it the lamb that was supposed to break the seals? But here the prophet said, I was brought east to open the seven seals for God. What is happening? He picked up a man that was unworthy with no religious background, coming a family of drunkards. And reserved that man for a service. And that man began to preach things that he began to preach. They made the religious community to be uncomfortable. But that man is the same man that the lamb came into and went with him to Branham Tabernacle. And as he was there, as he was breaking the, the seal, other people, when they look, they saw a man that was just trying to make himself special. But the predestinated one, they looked at the same man and they did not see the man. But they saw the one that was in the man. And today, the man is not there. But the one that was in the man is there. And I want to say, the one that was in the man is the one that must be worshipped. Because that's why I said, when you came into this message, who did you see? What was the attraction? If it was me as a pastor, you are in the wrong you are going to the wrong direction. If it was just a church, you are going wrong. You must be here because you are attracted to him. Brother Abraham said, he must be the center of attraction. Because if you are attracted to him, when men fail, your calling will not fail. But if your calling is dependent on a man, when a man disappoints you, it turns your, your religious and your spiritual life upside down. And I say, God, I thank you. I'm not in this message because I saw a man. But I'm in this message because I saw God in the ministry fulfilling his word. And what is that evidence? The effect that the ministry has had on my life. And that's why today when men come and criticize the prophet I've got no problem because it is too late. The ministry has already achieved the result. You cannot criticize a man because the scripture says behold I will send you Elijah the prophet. He will turn the heart of the children back to the father. And I'm saying my heart has been turned. No criticism will turn it back. It was the supernatural 
supernatural turning and no man will turn it again. God turned it once and that was enough. And Man is a man, it will go south. Man's love will run out. Amen. Man's love will run out. 
will just come here and say, hey, because the pastor shakes my hand. One day I will have my issues and forget you and just go past and your eyes will pop out and say, you just happen. You begin to form a feeling. And not long you have But you know when you have been called by God, whether the pastor greets me, I don't care. Whether the brothers greet me, I don't care. I know who has called me. I understand why I'm in church. I'm ready to impress the pastor. No, there is a story behind why I'm here. Amen. Is there a story behind your calling? Is there something that people know nothing about, but you know it and say, only if they could know where God took me. And even when people began to speak, you say, there are bigger issues at stake. What you are talking about is not an issue. when I remember where God has taken me, I know today. Yes, Is it to occupy a seat? Let me tell you, no one will offend me enough to leave God. When he called me, some you were not there. It was me and God. And I had a personal encounter. And I had a conviction. Have you never asked yourself? Why Moses, despite challenges that he has ever had, he never went back. He came under immense pressure. People that did not even appreciate a miracle. They thought the complaint was more of a miracle than the miracle itself. Amen. He opened the Red Sea. When they got on the other side, instead of debriefing, how did we go out where is that man we need water amen that would discourage you and say I expect a testimony meeting but I say where is that man we don't care how he opened the sea but you know why Moses kept on when God called him Or a husband that is following a wife or a friend following a friend. Who are you following this morning? If you are following somebody other than Christ, 
Life will be full of headaches. It will be, there will be uphills in your life. Amen. If your partner can come to you and say, my wife, this message doesn't make sense for me anymore. I was checking in the spoken word and, and they say but the, the prophet says, prophet the bridge fell, the bridge collapsed, and 16 men fell. 16 but the people are saying, we checked the records. We don't find 16 people that fell. I've got a problem. I, I won't be able to worship God. And the husband saying, what you as a wife are you going to say? If you are a pirate believer, you repeat what the main pirate says. I don't know how many people fell. Don't be surprised if you don't see us at church. You never saw Christ. You saw your husband. But a sister that saw Christ said, Daddy, I will pray for you. Me, I'm going to the house of the Lord. I did not repent because there was a bridge that collapsed. The gospel is not about bridges. The gospel is about Christ. And I know Christ. I'm going to the house of the Lord to worship. If you go to the world, we are welcome. But I won't follow you. Because I received my call. And it was an authentic call. You young ones. You young ones. If your parents can say, we are done with the church. No, the pastor wasn't fine. We are not worshiping. Are you gonna say, Mommy? We really thank God now we will be free on Sunday. <laughs> you were not a worshiper to begin with. And if you are a worshiper, you'll say to your parents, excuse me. I saw Christ. I went to church to worship God. And if they say no, if you go ahead, you are welcome here. You can say, I'm welcome to leave your house. I did not worship God because there was a house of tiles over my head. I worship him because I recognize him from eternity. So, mommy and daddy, I don't mean to offend you. I'm going to God. I'm going to worship God. What I'm simply saying is your calling original? Is your calling sure? It goes to me as a pastor. Do I believe this message because I'm a pastor? Amen. Because sometimes pastors backslide and they just hold on because of, of tithes. 
The children are still at school. Hey, guys, I'm sitting at school. How can I put them through school? Hey, school in your eyes, Sarah John. What? Eating burgers. Let me just uh, be, just enjoy. We were seeing them. They're living the message one by one. See, Baba, one and a moony and a moony about Shim Layers. And here's something, brother. I'm a very transparent man. Because some people they go public. There's a there's a young boy. It's John Collins. John Collins. John Collins. He used to worship at Branham Tabernacle. This boy has left the message. He's against the message. He's writing tons and tons of articles against the message. And he's got followers now. My question always is simple. I, before I debate with you about quotations, whether the prophet was right there or wrong there, how does your life measure up against this? And once we have measured your life based on this book, then we can debate whether the bridge collapsed or did not collapse. So the boy was excommunicated from church because he couldn't handle his uh, pornography uh, challenge. Put a strain on the marriage. And instead of repenting, left the message and looked and started shooting the message. All the people that have left the message Check their families. Oh, beg him the near. Are they better husbands? In Habi, Abayena Bangonuna. Amen. Okay, maybe somebody can say, Ah, we've got terrible husbands, even in here in the midst. Amen. Just remember, many are called for our children. We've got three kinds of believers. Amen. But check the quality of your life. Holiness. From Genesis to Revelation. God's standard. Holiness. Doesn't matter which time you live. Doesn't matter which scriptures you measure. You must start. Holiness. If it's not there, I don't care what you know. I don't care what you call. You are far from God. Because God is holiness. I hope we are together. One. I am from the lesson. You know, there was another attraction where a queen, a message bypassed her protocol. The testimony reached her. God is doing wonders in Israel. It was the queen of Sheba. When the message came, 
It convicted him. And say, I want, I've heard what other people are saying. But I want to go and experience it for myself. And she assembled her chariots. And began to take a travel. And as she was traveling, the journey from where she was to from Ethiopia to where Solomon was. You had the sons of Ishmael that were against us. That, that robbed multiple people. It was a dangerous route. But you know, when God has spoken to your heart, you bypass the obstacles. I don't know, as we are sitting there, how many obstacles you bypass. And when you come, we see people coming to church. I, that's why I don't take it granted when I see a person coming to church. There is a lot of obstacles that people bypass. Now, this queen of Sheba began to travel to Israel. As she was traveling there, she brought along the spices. She brought along gold. Things that were in demand. But her demand said, I want to go and experience it for myself. And if there was a desire to experience God, there was enough God to protect her on the journey. Now she took a journey for many days. Going to see this wisdom that is expressed by Solomon. And when she came there, Brother Branham said when she arrived, she looked at the order in the temple and she decided, the Bible says, there was no more spirit found in her. She experienced what she wanted to experience. And if she, her expectations were met, Solomon was able to discern the secrets of her heart. Until Jesus came and said, At the day of judgment, the queen of the south will rise and condemn you. And if you do not know, the queen of the south represents the people from Africa. We bypass a lot of things in order to come and experience God. You must remember, we used to have what we call missionaries. But if they were not missionaries, they were missionaries. A missionary is someone that comes to steal from you without him making, making it clear. They came with the Bible and twisted things. And protected us in, as inferior people. But there was always a desire that we want to experience the God of Israel. We want to worship him and we bypass those obstacles. And at the day of judgment we will rise up and will be the witnesses. But what was the attraction when God fulfilled his way? The prophet says, 
Prophet Uti, in the message of the Queen of Sheba. The Queen of Sheba. He says God through all the ages has had a way of manifesting himself to each and every generation through the ages. There at the day of the judgment there will not be one excuse for anybody anytime. The infinite God has manifested himself to every generation in some outstanding peculiar way. God in sundry times and in diverse manners speak to the fathers by the prophets. And in these last days through his son Christ Jesus he has always made it a way. It's always been that supernatural that has attracted the attention of the four ordained believers and blinded the eyes of those who are ordained to damnation. The gospel has got two objectives to attract the attention of the four ordained believers and blind the eyes of those who were ordained to damnation. You cannot believe unless God calls you to believe. You cannot believe unless God calls you to believe. That's why in the end time when he brought the prophet he brought somebody who had no religious sophistication who did not even have a religious jargon. He did not want to know how to speak the religious language. He came before the the pulpit and said, you know, I'm not a preacher. I mix up a lot of things. And when you heard him, his grammar was broken. No academic could be convinced by him. And they couldn't be convinced by him. But as he was there, speaking the language that he was speaking, I believe God did it deliberately to bring a prophet that did not know grammar. So that the wise and the prudent can, can miss it. For the spiritual babies to be able to catch it. Because we were not coming looking for English. We were coming looking for the word. And the word is not English. In the beginning was the word. Before there was English. And the word was with God. Before there was English. And the word was God. I was believed God before there was English. And when the prophet came. All the broken grammar. I was not after the grammar. But I was after the word. And in the midst of that broken ground, the word was brought forth. And for me as a believer, if you are looking for English today, we've got no English. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. And the word was made flesh. That's what we are looking for. Amen. The prophet says, when he preached to the cells, in the seventh seal, paragraph 268, he says to the church, 
Now, have you noticed the mysterious part of the week? That's what it is. That's what it's been. It's not being a human being or a man. It has been the angels of the Lord. It's not a man. It's the angels of the Lord. And he comes into the message looking for Jesus. He says, now, well, now, we want to speak as every meeting about Jesus Christ. He is the center of our worship. He is the center of our attraction. He is the center of our life. All that we have, all that we have, and all that we can be, will be based upon Him. And that's why I say this morning, you need to know not the church not the group not your wife not your husband him and when you know him then you are unshakable and the only way to know him is for him to be in you and the day he is in you then you must know the battle is starting and every child of God that comes to him must be tested those battles are designed that you need to be tested and God wants to test what attracted you and if somebody convinces you that no, you'll get a good wife there, you'll get a terrible one, and thereafter we'll see whether you'll remain. You know how parents will be like and tell their children if you can worship at that church, you'll find a good wife. And then a man is looking for a wife. I can tell you, God will partner with you with your match. And after you'll realize I'm in trouble and we'll check who called you. But those that were genuinely called, it doesn't matter what happens. It doesn't matter what winds blow. They remain unshaken because they know that he who called them is more than faithful. God bless you as well.
blessed on the time. Give us the name. Bless your name. Uh, bless your name. And the actual will be prepared to know. Amen. 
Baba no Musa, Baba no Tano. Baba o Ikogonke Pilon Zetu. Sia Kulega, Namsajetam Bama. Sino Tano and Tizweni. Mobia show in Goma, Babalum Leo, Itu Tano, Langulungulu, Lutulisa Gonke. Baba na maja wonke, siya kulega, siya temba baba, ututambo, utando lwako nkoso nungnaye wempilo nzoetu, lutuliso wonke, baba na maja wonke. Baba na maja wonke, utumlaezo na msanje, kuhini, ukehi sentabe, nkoso nungnaye, gabe umfundi, soko shumayla gase, gabi bazelise, goto nkoso nungnaye, impendulu Jesu Christo wambuliwa, ujesu Christo tabatinyama, Baba na maja wonke, Sititina Baba Lungleo, Sagaza, Sibe an experience now, Kosunungleo. Asibe a part of this great transaction, Kosunungleo. Asibe a part, Kulunguluam, of this great transformation, Kosunungleo. Baba Lungleo, Aksikukula Gamnand, Aksikon Kulunguluam, Glalagamnand, Kotan Kulunguluam, Kukula Gomzi, Baba Namaja Wonke, Utupau, Nikosunungleo, Gidmola Reza in Fisaga. Utengelesilalesonke <laughs> Sulandela lomlaezo wako Sulonipe lomlaezo wako Sihambe zinyatelo lomlaezo wako Mwaba kulukuluwa miksasa Siltem jiswanga kosu Ngaba kulukuluwa mwamlaezo wako Tinesu uzwai Ngaba mkwile kwa tinesu uzwai Mwaba kulukuluwa miksasa Miksasa glempi Mwaba na mazaonga sisizu tisilungis Sisizu tukulukuluwa Misisondele tuzane wako Mwaba na mazaonga zesho Umpale tukulukula mikaslami linga paleleli ngigute kunawe. Bawa na maja wako mkule wa amitamba. Nitukulukulua meso eshu msabeleli tingisondela uwe. Chito wame. Na chisitina msasho kulukulua mingalama sumfundi sa wakulumine. Oku uwe ukobolu wako. Siti bawa na maja wako sparamisi zanda zetu. Siti bawa na maja wako lapeske zanga gase. Bawa na maja wonke siyakonisa. Sitikoso ni ungleyo sisondela guwe. Ngoba ngeko kulukula muna manzo pina. Ngoba kulukula misa wano msabu ya koko ya pela. Kota wana kulukulua mi. Ezuni lako. Uwe kulukulua kuna kutula kuna parati. Bawa na maja wonke sitikoso. Uhambe kanyenati. Ukube kulambuli zulako kulukulua mi. Lapo kumnyama ngoso na maja wonke zweni. Kube kanomlobo kazo wako ngoso. Eso tumsabeleli manajalo ngosu jesu. Siti ngosu na mazaonke manajalo empilo nzetu. Siti ngobele nkulukula misimpi. Ngoba nkulukula misazo mzuliswa nokrina lona. Siti ngawenu kobo. Asti ngumelus. Asti ngumgani. Kepa nkulukula mwona mazaonke siti ngawenu. Siti babo na mazaonke kubera nyenati. Uzbona galise empilo nzetu. Siakura galifikama ngosu jesu krestu. Amen.
lost and found him. A beautiful watch. Get it from Brother Bayan after the service. Or does anyone recognize Okay. Or can we ask it from Brother Bayan as if he doesn't have a own way? This is James Vashon. Is it yours, brother? Oh, or because you know the owner, we'll give it to you to give it to the owner. We'll put it there. But the watch is here. Yeah. If maybe you are late for church, you don't have a watch, you can say, Hey, I'm a I'll give it to you. Tambira. Tambira. Then, till we meet on Wednesday, God bless you. Continue to pray for us as we pray for you. God richly bless you. Have a, a wonderful week.
then how about it for census? Could we read it? Because some of us we can't seem that good. Then Uzuza City Cabaration. How are you with us? What we have in a little sister city Cabaration? The bit about this song. It, it sounds like an echo. It says if you are far off and you are approaching where the song is being sung, it sounds like it's sung from heaven. Approaching heaven. It's a, it's a beautiful song. You know, when you've got musicians that are living right, that are anointed. Yeah. Heaven just comes down. After this, we go What else can we sing? You're one that one guy. I don't know, sister... Uh, uh, brother Olifant and Sister Olifant because sometimes I always say when we sing this one I, even if you are wearing a jacket you take it yeah. <laughs> these, these, are, these are good old songs and you don't know what they do they carry us through the week sometimes you, you have a rough day but when you put the, the, the CD there and you are listening to the songs, uh, even at the robot people say, hey, um, this man must have lost his mind. They just say, you're, you're a happy man. That's what we call good music. It must bring God on the sea. Hallelujah. Especially when it's sung by living people. You know, the life behind the song gives the song power. Alright. Yeah. I don't know, but I think one day we need just to come together and sing. Amen. Amen. Well, I think we are blessed with abundance of talent here. Yeah. Amen. God bless you. Amen.